get this ball rolling. I thought you were going to say something else about balls, so I'm glad you did not. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone, welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're preparing for the Soup Herbal trailers. Yeah, like everybody Yeah, everybody needs to know how you type that, because <laughs> yeah, it's not going to come across. Your pun is uh, losing its ears audio-wise. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, it needs an audience. Uh, also, Black Panther makes history at the Academy Awards. Congratulations. Yes, yes. Uh, after we didn't think it would get that far, to be honest. Uh, check out some indie comic TV show trailers with us. Ooh. They are, that seems to be a trend lately. There's a lot of mm-hmm. these um, lesser-known comic book things coming up uh, and, and more. Yeah, I mean, that kind of also feeds into the first bit of news that we'll talk about here in a bit of uh, these uh technology companies kind of like battling with each other we end up uh getting these wealth of these random tv shows we never thought we would see uh later in the show notes we'll go into deeper but i never would have thought the lead singer of my chemical romance would create a comic book which would turn into a streaming series that i would see competing against uh, amazon's um what's it called uh what's their version it's not like Prime? they kind of yeah, but their uh, their show that's kind of similar vein tone. It's also from a comic book. The Boys? Uh, no, not The Boys. The other one. <laughs> uh, ooh, uh, the the uh, the other Academy of like Assassins or whatever. Oh, that's sci-fi. That's sci-fi. You're thinking Deadly Class. Oh, I thought Deadly Class was on Amazon Prime. No, Deadly Sorry. Class is sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like feeding into. I don't know if you've seen this Amazon uh, meme. Oh, okay, first of all, Amazon. It's never a good sign when you're sponsoring your own memes to get into my feed. Uh, Netflix just organically kind of shows up into my social streams because people uh, really like the the voice of their social media. But uh, Netflix or Amazon decided to make this little meme that says uh, that's kind of along the lines of we love that you like Jack Ryan, but it's actually on Amazon and not on Netflix. And I was just thinking, um, actually, I don't think people are really talking that much about Jack Ryan. So maybe you don't build it up as much of what it is so all i'm trying to say is uh, amazon just can't hang they're just not as cool man they they might be but i honestly i canceled netflix i watch a lot more amazon right now so <laughs> uh in my household amazon is the winner as of right now now mind you i, I do go through some fluctuations of what i want to watch and when i want to watch mm-hmm. Um, right now, our our guilty pleasure is the Masked Singer on TV. I don't know if you oh, caught that or not. Oh, I heard about the Masked Singer on like YouTube a few weeks ago, like when it had first aired, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is a really interesting concept. I should. I'm not going to watch it, but I should just check in every week to see who the masked people have been." So, and I haven't yet. So, uh, I guess is this a is this a spoiler if you just straight up tell me who all of the masked people have been or are I, people like trying to catch up with the show and they don't I, know I, yet? I don't know there's only been three so there's not been a whole lot have um, any of them been just like oh my god i can't believe it or are they just been like oh okay i get it you're famous but you probably just can't get any work right now um maybe probably more than that <laughs> but see the, like the only people who get voted off the only one person reveals the end of every episode and that's mm-hmm. the person who, who's pretty much sings the the worst so the oh, okay. actual performers are going to be in the last ones, and I have a hunch one of them is Elton John, 
and I just want to put oh, that out there. Wow! I, I called it on the first episode, and every time I watch, it, I'm like, I still bet it's. Elton that would John. be that would be amazing. He would need to get paid a whole lot of money, but it does kind of seem like something he would do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm pretty sure his um the animal he's dressed up as is a peacock with a lot of flourish. And I'm like, eh, this lines up a little too perfect. I mean, he has time. I think he he might technically have time to do it because I think he literally just played his like last live concert. Like, I don't I don't know all the details, but I saw like an Instagram post where somebody was just like, oh, I can't believe uh, I was at like Elton John's like last yeah. concert or show or something like that. I also am pretty sure they filmed all this in like one day or two days, so people mm-hmm. wouldn't tell who. Like, like this is already pre-filmed. This isn't live, so mm-hmm. like. Obviously, people are there in the audience. They would know who everyone is, and they haven't said anything yet. So, um, this is, it's, it's a shame when you can keep leaks for a TV show better than you can any of your movies <laughs> right now. But um, that's yeah. my guilty pleasure. But um, you, you've been listening to some music lately. Sounds yeah. like yeah. Well, uh, I thought I'd bring this up on the show because a few weeks ago you said that you needed like a new soundtrack, uh, a new soundtrack, kind of in the vein of like Guardians of the Galaxy, something that you could sink your teeth into. And a uh, Weezer just came out with a new album that's all covers, which I don't know if this is a normal thing for a very experienced band to do. Usually, a lot of bands kind of get their start playing covers uh, because you know it's a really easy way to to gain a new audience. But I've never seen a, it go the other way where Weezer has like literally dozens of albums and then they i guess they just decided you know they're popular and famous they can do whatever they want now so they made a whole cover album which uh, where that uh, really popular africa from toto single came from so i it's kind of cool they made a whole album out of it um and i've been listening to it this weekend and some of them are, are pretty good uh i like the ones that have more of like a like a weezer flair to them and they're maybe not just necessarily just trying to remake the song um, so this could be a, a pretty um, interesting listen to you. They actually do cover a song that is from one of the Guardians uh, soundtracks. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Like I'm even looking at the track list right now. Uh, oh, Mr. Blue Sky. That's what it is. Oh, there we go. So they cover that, and it's actually pretty good. Um, unfortunately, they do cover Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, and I think – covering a Michael Jackson song is already almost impossible to do. So I think they do a fine job. You know, there's something like wrong with, you know, how they execute it. But like, I feel like whenever I hear a Michael Jackson song, I want it to be Michael. So that's the only, uh, that's the only, uh, rail I would give against the Weezer Teal album, but I've, I've always loved Weezer. So if you want to hear them do some covers, you know, kind of similar to Toto in Africa, go check out their Teal album. It's, it's like streaming for free on, you know, uh, Spotify. You can just go listen to it. It is, they do not have Rosanna on here, and that was a cover they did right before Africa. No, oh, I didn't know that. That's actually probably one of my favorite ones. I like it better than I like Africa, yeah. to be honest. It, but that's weird it, that it's not on here as well. Yeah, it, It's fun listening. So I, I see that you're looking at the track list. Like right now, just wipe the track list from your head because it's kind of fun listening to this, not knowing what the next song's going huh. to be. Like I was shocked they, they cover a Black Sabbath song, and I was like, oh, holy crap, Ozzy. So that was a, well, that was a, a fun revelation. I'll just put it on random and go with it because I've already heard Africa and No Scrubs because people mm. were up in – People were up at arms about it, but everyone's like, it's really not that bad. So Yeah, the, the No Scrubs one, that was kind of interesting. So I guess when you get a clout as much as Weezer does, you can just do whatever they want. They've, they've been all over the map music-wise, so you have to be really flexible with Weezer if you kind of really want to hang with them. <laughs> they were at the Game Awards late last year that we were we were texting amongst each other uh, whenever they were doing the Video Game Award show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, and 
introduced i'm pretty sure the russo brothers <laughs> um, oh <laughs> they're um yeah at least uh uh, Weezer and uh, what's Rivers uh, was on there, but because he reminds me, he reminds me like he's growing to like look like Woody Allen, and it's, it's freaking uh-huh. me out a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'll uh, I'll put that on on my yeah. drive uh, to work tomorrow. Uh, yeah, for this week. And I wanted to, I wanted to soundboard uh, one more one more thing. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people out there are familiar with uh, Jackbox TV. It's you know it's like a collection of kind of electronic board games, question games that you can just play on consoles mm-hmm. or a computer. I have and, uh, one through four on my Xbox. Yeah. And uh, it's really cool because you just use your smartphone to, like, log into the lobby and your phone is your controller. It's really, really fun. Uh, there's a specific game on there called Quiplash, which mm-hmm. is uh, all of uh, our group of friends' favorite, you know, where you just kind of have to fill in a blank of a question. It's kind of like DIY Cards Against Humanity. And, uh, you know, you always try to do, like, the most funny, ridiculous thing because they go head-to-head and then the audience, the people playing, vote for it. So we've played this game quite a bit, and we had a little bit of a smaller crew last night so we decided to add our add our own new rules to it and we played a couple kind of like uh homebrew rounds where uh one of the rounds we decided to play it all very just straight and as as matter of fact as possible so every question that they give you just try to answer it like you're a freaking computer like um uh, what would be the worst thing to wake up to in the morning? And then, like, you would just say, like, oversleeping or um, you have bedhead, just something just so matter-of-fact. And then when we went through the voting rounds, we would try to vote for the most logical answer. So that was really fun because you're always in a very wacky mindset trying to answer these questions, and it's actually really fun and kind of difficult to just really fill in the blank. And then we did another round where we passed each other's phone around and we named everyone else's player and they had to answer the question as they were that that character so like theoretically um somebody would have to answer all their questions like they were i I don't know yogi the bear or something like that uh so that's a kind of a fun little hack for uh jackbox tv if you're trying to get a little bit more life out of those jackbox games so uh i think the fifth one just came out recently i think uh oh i wouldn't be surprised it's real it's really fun i think um it's a lot easier to get people into it because you don't you don't have to explain the rules the game explains it to you everybody always has a smartphone so you can very easily just like jump in the game you don't have to like be like oh we passed the controller around or oh i don't have all my controllers charged or okay who's gonna play you just you bam you put that splash screen up there you're like okay if you want to play go to jackbox.tv and you, you can use go. phones you can use tablets you can use your computer you can use anything that connects to the internet really yeah it's uh, it's really great yeah i agree yeah uh, it's, a, it's a good one i think one of my favorites is um fibbage and um murder oh, mystery yeah, party. oh um i really like the uh, t-shirt creator one Okay. That that one. Have you played that one at all? Uh, yeah, I played them all. Um, it's probably not my favorite, but I mean, I could see how it could be other people's favorites. Yeah, it's really fun, especially since I like to draw. So I just always draw like really weird faces, and people smash their captions up against it. So that's fun. But I mean, that's my little video game tidbit. It looks like Chris, that you want to soundboard something here really quick before we jump into the news too. Yes. So I uh, we played. So just to give a heads up, we uh, we played a Halo Land party this weekend, much like we always do. And mm-hmm. as always, the game broke itself and we couldn't play online, so I apologize to a friend <laughs> of the show, Quentin Parker, because we were in, mm-hmm. like, two games and then literally everyone was just disconnected from live and we oh, couldn't get back no. in the rest of the night. Um, so we played Lane instead, but I, I just apologize to him. But I went ahead and picked up um, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 for the first uh, time this weekend. You, you poor soul. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it was $20 for both of them at GameStop, Mike, on PS4. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to revisit them before the third one comes out, you can go get two games for $20. Um, 
uh, remastered and all the new fun stuff. Uh, I have a very similar story with this to um, Skyrim, where I started the first game, I got on the first island, it glitched, I couldn't get off the island, so I just stopped playing for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> I've got better things to do than worry about a glitchy game. Uh. And um, I've never returned back to it in probably 12 years, so this will be my first time returning to, to Kingdom Hearts. And because of the Mickey Mouse stuff and the hidden Mickeys and stuff like that, I think my wife's going to really enjoy yeah. that we can play together looking for all that stuff. Yeah. So, and just, and just for clarification, I only say you poor soul because the the story, the further along you get into this these games, is literally incoherent. Like, uh, it's actually really fun to just go on YouTube and try to find these explainer videos of people trying to, you know, just explain the Kingdom Hearts universe just in general. And you cannot find a video that explains the Kingdom Hearts universe that's under 30 minutes. Like, it, it's, it's so dense. It's so crazy. It's really famous for, like, retconning things that never needed to be retconned to begin with. Um, so it's it's actually just so insane it makes it entertaining. So <laughs> so as you play the games, like, just I guess just play it for the fun of the gameplay. Because mm-hmm. it actually is kind of fun. It's just yeah. kind of like a run around like Smasher. You have fun Keyblades. In the second game, you kind of get these transformations that are fun. And uh, once you beat those games, I, I would love to hear you try to explain uh, what the story is. Uh, because Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 did come out for consoles, and there's literally like eight other games that either came out for cell phones or portable consoles or like random card games. It, oh, yeah, it's, there's a it's, bunch it's of them. Nut. It's nuts, but it, it's pretty fucking funny. Well, what's, what's <laughs> Part, my, pardon one, my language. One of my coworkers, she bought, went and bought it, and she bought 2.8, which is not anything like, it's not everything to, up through 2.8. It's literally like three or four games and some cutscenes from the mobile games re-rendered in HD. So she's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> welcome to Kingdom Hearts. So um, I bought these so I could play it and, and check out what the story yeah, was. Yeah, there's like, there's like, there's prequel games, but it's like prequel in the sense of they go back like hundreds of years to like the origin of like a Keyblade and what it is. But then there's like characters meet up from games in the future and the, they just explain it like, I don't know, dimensions, they can just find each other. It, it's crazy, man. You're going to jump into some nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it because it'll, it'll be some downtime. It's not online. It's casual gameplay, Mike. That's what I'm looking for. So Okay, cool. Doing that because I'm really excited more about this coming weekend. I've got, I've got to save my energy and prepare my mind for the Super Bowl 2019. That's right. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I'm saying it because no one's going to no one's gonna find us. No one's going to find us. I said Super, but S-O-U. P E R soup like Super oh, Bowl. Oh, there you go. That's See, what I'm we saying. Can use the, we can use the audio here for our advantage. No, no, no. We didn't say Super Bowl. You know, we said soup. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Be, or a superb owl, if you will, if you want to do it that way. But I mean, I'm excited because um, my wife uh, was out of town this weekend to see one of her friends, and she was able to pick up some St. Elmo's cocktail sauce for my oh shrimp. Oh my gosh. Uh, we were talking about that on the show like just a week ago. Exactly. Where we stuff, yeah, like, yeah, and, it's and, insanely spicy. And she got me two bottles because I, I'm going to need it for all my cocktail shrimp I'm going to be eating next week. You're a, you're a glutton for punishment, man. So I'm excited to get my dippings ready and watch these commercials because I've got some information. Disney is confirmed to have an undisclosed number of spots Ooh. during the Super Bowl game. They, I mean, they have a ton of stuff that they could promote. They have three, uh, they have three Disney classics coming back: mm-hmm. uh, Aladdin, Dumbo, and what's the other one? Lion, uh, King. Lion King. Yep. They got uh, three they Marvel got movies. Ed, they got three Marvel movies, and um, I think they also have. Uh, 
an like an animated original coming. Is, isn't Frozen, Frozen 2, two coming is, out this year? Frozen two is later this year. Toy Story four is this year. Six, seven. That's seven movies that they that's, could that's eight. possibly. Oh yeah, that's eight. I'm literally holding up eight fingers, and I counted seven. It's it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we don't we don't put John here for your math. There's um, so many to there's too many to count, and there's probably more that we don't know. This is just the big ticket items right here. So mm-hmm. um, there's probably some live action adaptation of something that's probably going to crash and burn like Tomorrowland. Well, and I would uh, I would assume outside of Disney, we'll probably get some sort of teaser trailer for like a Fast and Furious movie. I think that Hobbs and Shaw movie is like the next one. Yeah, they're working that's on it. Pretty to come out. Pretty heavy. There's always there's always some sort of blockbuster action movie that really fits the audience of the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. That gets uh, that gets um, that gets a spot. So usually every year we've all of our schedules Ooh. have aligned where we've been able to do a two parter for the superhero slate where we do a normal news episode that you guys can all download and listen to, and then right after the Super Bowl we hop back on these mics and then we talk about the commercials and the trailers because usually they're trailers that pertain very much to the show. So hopefully our Super Bowl parties will align again, the mm-hmm. fates will join, and we'll be able to bring you part one and part two next week as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm. A, I hope we see a Hellboy trailer to get David Harbor and say it's not a tie dad. It's a Hellboy. Trailer. Oh, yeah. like, that, <laughs> that would be, be beautiful to have David Harbor in the Super Bowl trailers yet again. So, mm-hmm. um, Harrison Ford will be in an Alexa slash Amazon commercial per a teaser mm-hmm. that came out earlier this week, and some other people on this Alexa. So, this is the first time I think I've seen Alexa make a presence in the commercials. So she actually did make a, a splash on the scene when Alexa first came kind of to power i do remember a suite of super bowl commercials because i believe i think alec baldwin and maybe macy gray were were doing them but they weren't really anything like crazy and wild they were kind of just like celebrities just talking to these alexas so it seemed like maybe we're going to get like another batch of just celebrities talking to smart devices i'm not sure yeah that's i mean that's one star i don't i don't know there's a blue light it looks like it might be some sort of it almost seems like an April Fool style video, like or they're announcing some new thing you can do with Alexa coming soon, because uh, it didn't look like a regular Ale- "Hey Alexa, help me, I'm Harrison Ford" kind of thing. So mm-hmm. she's not around listening to me. She no, okay, I don't have one in the room. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I, I, we're probably triggering so many of these devices right now. Yeah, uh, and also we saw Jeff Bridges returns to Big Lebowski in a trailer uh, or a commercial that we don't know what it is for. Really, um, probably booze. If I was a betting man. Uh, oh, maybe a I, commercial. I mean, I was going to say, I think it's Alexa also, uh, because both of these kind of little social media style videos both end with the, with the numbers two, three, like 2019, almost like in the same type of like graphic design, uh, video template. Uh, so I, I think it's all one thing. Uh, but whether whatever this big Lebowski thing ends, ends up being, I'm not like a Lebowski head. You know, I don't drink like white Russians and go to like the cons. I've only seen the movie once and it was entertaining. I liked it and I really love Jeff Bridges. But that little teaser video that they made, it was just really funny because it just mm-hmm. seemed like they're like, hey, Jeff Bridges, put on some sunglasses, put this bathrobe on and just walk in front of the camera and I don't know, emote to the camera in some way. And he just kind of like look he just kind of like peers down at the camera does like kind of like this weird kind of like i don't know like posturing like shake or something and then he just kind of like walks along i was like oh man that was totally just the dude right there so i'm looking forward to see what it is i mean we totally saw google home uh pay macaulay calkin probably a fat stack of cash to replay his uh to replay his uh home alone 
uh, role during uh, Christmas, that's, so I wouldn't be. Commercial. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Amazon Jeff Bezos well, is slapping down even fatter stacks and getting more well, celebrities to reprise roles as people. A- you know, Amazon's already revealed all their people, so this is and this actually says Universal City Studios on the bottom of it. So this is not Amazon at all. Um, Amazon or Universal Studios, Universal City Studios owns Universal Studios theme parks. But not, oh my god! If but there's like a Universal, big, Le- but, but not Universal Pictures. So yeah, it's, it could be a ride. Whoa, a big Lebowski ride would be hilarious. That would be so funny. Yeah, and this kind of reminds me of last year. I don't know if you remember the um, Tourism Australia, where they did the the teaser for the new Crocodile Dundee sequel with Chris. Oh Hensworth, yeah, and it was just a yeah promotion for tourism. But I mean, yeah, this is. I don't think this is. Like, I think it's going to be something different. But I um I I don't I don't think it's, we're going to see uh, any. Uh, any any Lebowski movies or sequels? Sadly, so it's it's very it's very curious. It, it yeah. definitely does not need a sequel. It's like a these cult cla- classics should probably just be left alone. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. What well, what's cool about these? I like to see the teasers for the commercials, and I don't want to see the commercials a week early. So I'm glad they're not showing the full commercials yet. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, and we'll see all the trailers. We'll probably have. Probably literally right before when we record next weekend, we will know all the trailers beforehand, <laughs> and then. That but that we won't know until then, so I'm excited. Yeah, to and that. also you have a week left to send us your Super Bowl snacks. We love snacking at the Super Bowl. We want to know what your favorite like go to snack is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a wonderful time where you can eat whatever you want and not feel judged. Uh, we just picked up uh, those big mega ultra stuffed Oreos yep. that are out in the market now. Uh, I think they're actually making it into all grocery stores finally. So we were talking about fat fat uh, stacks of cash. If you want like a fat stack of oreo cream get those new oreos they can only fit like 18 of them in a container because they're so thick i literally ate one right before i got on the mic with you like i was stuffing (laughs) my mouth as i was getting on the the, the microphone so uh i can confirm they are in fact delicious yeah pick those up uh as you can tell in our awesome image mike has made for us this week funko uh, is might be getting a movie based on the line of products they sell at warner brothers Mm-hmm. Um, after the success of the Lego movies and um, Lego Batman, not so much Ninjago and the Lego Movie Two coming out, um, they're kind of going down. Probably, what toy franchises can we do to to make mm-hmm. making it to movies? Um, Troll Dolls had a movie. I forget about that one. Um, so anything and everything. Um, this includes Funko makes a lot of products. Not only do they make pop vinyls, Mike. This could also include their toys called Spastics, Dorbs, Hikari Leg- Legacy Collection. Fabrications, Mopies, and Rock Candy. Yeah, I think Dorbs are disgusting. I don't know why they make those. I'm sorry if anybody out there like really wholeheartedly collects Dorbs, but I think they're the ugliest little collectible toy I've ever seen. So if they show up in the movie, I hope they're just kind of treated like little weird uh, 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 cretins and they I have, just get, kind of like get kicked off the frame. <laughs> I have one Dorb, and it's the Miles Morales um, Spider-Man Dorb because it is the one in like 25 – like it's a rare one, so it's like uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I got it because it was rare, and it's also Miles. So I was like, all right. I'm 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 gonna test your uh, your Funko Pop knowledge uh, right now. Okay. Uh, I was randomly googling like the the rarest and like kind of like most expensive slash hard to find Funko Pops, and so th- th- very these could just be uh, from these websites specifically, but I'm sure they source their information from somewhere. So first question is what what do you think is the most rare slash expensive superhero kind of comic book pop so there are i know at least loki 
number four, Marvel fourteen. I think it is Loki. Is one okay. of them. There you go. I won't belabor you anymore. That that is indeed it. It is the Loki. Okay, because they only um, made fourteen of them. It's number fifteen, but they made fourteen of them. Yeah. So now, out of all of the the Funko Pops out there, what do you think is the rarest of them all? Oh, um, that you it's not what you would expect. Like, so you wouldn't, so you wouldn't like try to like, try to think of, Oh, what franchise is really popular no, or something yeah, like that. It, it's gotta be one that was like a limited run of them. Um, or if it's like, is it the thing or Red no, Skull? but, but you're right with limited it's Dumbo surprisingly. Okay. They made like three versions of this Dumbo. One of them is like blue metallic. Another one is like gold it's just like all gold plated i'm sure it's not real gold but you yeah, know what i mean they, yeah and then the other one he has like a clown face and i guess the clown face one and the gold one are like the most rare and they can set you back like they said like twenty five thousand dollars i don't know where the market for a twenty five thousand dollar funko pop is i don't know who's buying that but i was surprised to like i was scrolling through this list i was like oh man what's gonna be number one this is gonna be crazy is it gonna be like captain america or is it gonna be like a mickey mouse and i was like oh it's dumbo oh okay yeah it, it's uh, i don't again i don't know um a lot of outside of the marvel ones so it's mm-hmm. kind of hard for me to see but i know what the rare marvel ones are because yeah. either i have red, them or red I don't. skull red skull was definitely on that list when i was looking through the comic book ones there was a lot of batman ones too i guess there's a lot of limited kind of uh, batman colorways there was like mm-hmm. a solid white one where he was like all white from head to toe i guess that was a popular one yeah like a lot of original ones or ones you can only get at conventions um are pretty rare like um, ironically, I was thinking about this the other day. Is the James Gunn pop is one of the rarest um, because they only made a couple, like uh, two hundred of them at Comic Con mm-hmm. last year. And now that he's out, kind of out of the news. There's there's not a lot of that uh, going <laughs> on. Uh, the two I see the most actually in my circles are actually the Ned, the headless Ned Stark pop. Which, oh yeah, that was on one of the lists. I saw that because he's got a. Um, like a magnetic little head, so it's all blood. Yeah, and there's a, yeah, there's like blood around the magnet. <laughs> and one called a Planet Arlia Vegeta from Dragon Ball. Oh, I saw that, and I was like, hey, that's actually a pretty cool model too. That one looked kind of neat. So the Planet Arlia Vegeta is known for Chinese markets to make uh, ripoffs and knockoffs of this one and try to sell them mm-hmm. as real ones. So oh. like, if you go to buy an expensive pop, there's like ways to check to make sure you're getting a real one because <laughs> like people try to literally. Um, uh, rip rip them off because like there there's such high demand. So oh, I I believe it. But I mean, if we if we were bringing this background to right. the idea of a movie, so I'm sure there's a clip out there somewhere since we've been doing this show for a while where we talked about the idea of a Lego movie even being made. And I'm sure I'm saying that's crazy. How are you going to make a movie out of Legos? That just seems like a cash grab. I don't know if this is going to work. I really liked Legos growing up, but this is weird. And then they knocked it out of the park, and it's amazing. And the second one's about to come out, and I'm definitely going to go see it. It. it's like satirical it's it's hilarious they do lots of funny things with the properties that they have access to which was which was like the best part where you got to see batman being extra goofy and then eventually they make one of the best batman movies ever made so this totally changes my opinion on what a funko movie could be the only thing that makes me a little worried is can they literally just do the same thing Lego did? Are they just going to have all of these properties that they have access to just kind of cross over in the same universe and they'll just make, you know, jokes at the expense of like what these characters are? Uh, like, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of curious w- what they can do that's not just Lego with a different well, toy, you know? The thing about Legos, with th- Legos, your imagination is your, your limitation with Legos. You can build everything because Legos are just little bricks and you can build them all, right? 
Mm-hmm. Funkos, at least from the pop vinyl, well, all of them actually, they're not action figures. They don't move. Like, you don't do anything with them. So I don't know what the storyline could be unless mm-hmm. they just build a whole story based in a world where everybody is modeled after maybe the Funko look or, or something like that. Um, but I really don't know where they can go with it, if I was to be yeah. completely honest. The most, I think the most interesting bit is, uh, I don't know if this is really a rumor or how much it's confirmed, but I think this is all sourced from the guy who's writing the movie, and he's kind of listed some characters that he's confirmed for the movie, and right off the bat, he says Darth Vader, and it's just like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. This movie's being made by Warner Brothers. What makes you think that you're going to get a Disney-licensed character in your Warner Brothers movie? So I don't know if maybe just the initial draft of the strip script is put whatever characters you want in there, and we'll cross our fingers, and maybe we'll see if Disney wants well, to give us these characters. I don't I don't know what the strategy there is. But, but if Funko has already licensed them, and maybe they have it likeness rights... Um, oh, that would be hilarious if they have some sort of really weird clause in the contract that Disney never thought was going to be an issue. And it's like, oh, guess what? We actually are going to make a movie with these vinyl characters. You probably never thought that was going to happen. And we got the rights to Darth Vader. So get ready. We're going to put him on the poster. We're going to put him everywhere. We're going to sell so many toys with Darth Vader and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, they get they get royalties anyway. It's not like they're not getting money from that. But I mean, Yeah, but I mean, Disney's, they're so precious about their IP. They, I don't think they would let that happen if well, they had the choice but but that's the thing though like they can they will probably work with them and make this work because if you think about Wreck-It Ralph 1 I mean they have Mario characters Sonic characters like Mario like Nintendo doesn't let their characters go ever after Super Mario Brothers in the 90s so for them to even put Mario characters in that movie was a huge deal um, with other characters like Sega characters so like I think it'll be I think they'll probably be fine because they mentioned Darth Vader, they mentioned Deadpool, which is you know will be a Marvel character by the time this all comes out, probably. Uh, Hellboy, Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, Care Bears, My Little Pony, and also Hello Kitty. So they're gonna run the damn gamut of what they can put <laughs> in these movies. So yeah, I'm really I'm really curious what this movie is gonna end up being. I mean, you can kind of get a preview of it because Funko has made a lot of little animated shorts with the characters, so you can kind of get an idea. But you've seen more of those than I have. Yeah. The characters have all been silent in those shorts, right? As far as I know, yes. But they're also made in house by Funko and not by Warner Brothers. So mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't really hold them up to the quality of what that movie will look like at the end of the day yeah but i mean warner brothers like we said they made the lego movie they made teen titans go Mm -hmm. uh so right now i can only trust their animation department you know and they're also putting out uh uh young justice outsiders which i hear i haven't got around to watching it yet i I, i'm kind of waiting to maybe until part two drops and then binge them all at once because i love the original uh, first two seasons so i don't know if i'm gonna want to wait a gap through the summer before i get to watch the other parts but i've heard great things about it um so mm-hmm. uh, warner brothers I, I trust you so i hope this comes it, out well it seems animated studios are raising the bar because we didn't believe in sony either until they put out yeah. into the spider-verse Ooh, and boy was that uh that was a that was a 180 for me yeah so yeah we've got uh possibly and uh, good news for me a funko movie possibly bad news we'll never know until it <laughs> well comes it's out. good it's good bad news for you because you know uh, a funko movie is going to spawn so much merchandise that's not good that <laughs> you're not going to be able to keep up with that you're gonna need to buy another house like I've I'm already got I've already got pops on the floor. I'm like, where do I put them on the shelf? So I've got to rearrange my <laughs> whole office again. But anyway, uh, Doctor Strange two, which we all want to see after seeing Doctor Strange's awesome powers in Infinity War, uh, we'll get the same writer from the first one. C. Robert Cargill is apparently signed on to help write the script okay. uh, in collaboration with Scott Derrickson, who's probably going to direct again. 
and he he and both um, Scott want to focus on the character Nightmare, the ruler of the dream slash nightmare dimension. So Ooh. to have that be the villain and go into that dimension rather than the mirror and dark dimension like they did last time. So I think that would yeah, be interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. I, I would love for them to flesh out um, the mystic side a little bit more. I, I want to know a little bit more about the rules. You know, uh, like what exactly, how many dimensions exist? Mm-hmm. Like why are the sorcerers there protecting them? Do they really protect them or are they just more trying to keep a status quo on Earth? Um, yeah, I just want to know how limitless it is, uh, and uh, if Dormammu is going to pop back up. You know, mm. uh, he never, he technically wasn't defeated as much as he just kind of succumbed and just gave up. So right, but also we have Mordo to worry about. So I want to see how he ties in all this stuff mm-hmm. as well. Um, after saying no more, no more sorcerers. So mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange Two has a lot of uh, potential. I'm excited to see these new mystical powers hopefully show up and, like you said, learn more about where they come from and maybe how this dimension ties in all that. Mm-hmm. Black Panther, biggest news probably earlier this week. I kind of forgot about it until, like, earlier today. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's our biggest news. Um, seven Academy Award nominations this year, including the the coveted Best Picture nomination. Yeah, there it is right there. I mean, we got costume, sound, editing, um, score, which I guess would be a little bit of a surprise compared to other comic book movies. You know, production design and, you know, Best Original Song. So, um, there's a whole lot going on there that you, you know, any superhero movie could possibly get. I mean, we saw Suicide Squad win, what was it, Best costume, Makeup or Best, yeah. yeah, Best Costume. So it's just like, okay, well, if Suicide Squad can get Best Costume, anyone can really get in there. But yeah, that Best Picture nomination, that's pretty groundbreaking. Uh, the odds are not in their favor to, to win it, but just being nominated, honestly, I mean, as much as like the people on the red carpet will say, "Oh, well, you know, just being nominated, you know, really is uh, really is uh, all, all I really ever wanted." But this is true for Kevin Feige. He should just be shocked that uh, they're even nominated, and he gets to walk the the red carpet. And that's another opportunity for that awesome guy at MTV to get a hold of Kevin Feige on the carpet again and ask some like awesome, solid questions. What? Because we'll be even closer to Endgame by that time. So I want to I want more out of Feige. He's forced to come out of this fight. You hold well, for these award shows. He'll also be coming out for Captain Marvel. So we got like two mm-hmm. weeks in a row of him, like or three weeks in a row of him coming out of his Feige hole uh, <laughs> to see his shadow and tell us what's going on. But Best Picture is like that's unprecedented for comic book movies to even be there. Like you said, I don't expect them to win. Um, I've seen a couple of the movies, so I'm not you know not holding my breath for any of them. But um, I, I really am interested to see you know the the, the ramifications of this going forward. Um, can mm-hmm. can other comic book movies get in there or be treated as more than just you know a, a, a I guess a a blockbuster kind of film where you just make yeah, a lot just of like, money? Yeah, just a place to eat popcorn. I mean, this is also really good news for Kendrick Lamar for that best original uh, song. I mean, this is, would get him closer to you know a possible uh, egot. You know, mm-hmm. I I think technically though he doesn't have the Grammy yet, which is a lot of people. Uh, shocked, um, or at least for best artist. I don't really know how the Grammys work. Maybe he does have a Grammy, but I, I, that'd be cool if he won best original song. But I think he's up against A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. and I she'll probably end up winning it. So that's cool. But the really cool thing about this is when you're nominated for best original song, usually you perform at the Oscars. So we might get we might get to see all the stars performed live during the Oscars. So that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> Do you think this will also help bring a lot of the Avengers onto 
as presenters at the Academy Awards Ooh, because of this? Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. I mean, come on, you're, you're, you're making like an entertaining television show. You want as many reasons as you can to tout out these uh, muscly, these muscle-armed dudes or these like good-looking women and get them up on stage. So, uh, yeah, and I'm sure like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, you know, and all the like would love to walk up on that red carpet, you know, and just like schmooze and any other celebrity there would just love to meet them. So I think that's really cool. Um, I was really hoping that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse would get a Best Picture nomination since not a lot of animated movies have done that. It's gotten the nomination for Best Animated Film, and I think it's got a good chance to win that. So that's awesome. I really hope it wins the Oscar. That would be so amazing. That would be so cool. So I'm crossing my fingers uh, for that one. But I'm actually, uh, you know, ex- genuinely excited for the Oscars this year. You know, it seems like, you know, there's some stuff at stake here for at least the Superhero Slate show. So um, I think this is maybe two weeks after the Super Bowl. So uh, stay tuned in February and we'll run some of that stuff down the closer we get. Yeah, two, two or three. Uh, we have, we're excited. There's a lot of other. Uh, award shows. I think the the isn't the SAG Awards tonight or something like that. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't really pay attention yeah. to any of those. But yeah, there's there's a lot, and we'll we'll it'll probably be getting more information as we we move up closer. Mm-hmm. Avengers: Infinity War did not get a Best Picture nomination, and that that's that's okay. Uh, and but it was also uh, it did get one nomination for Best Visual Effects of last mm-hmm. year. And I've got to say, uh, watching it again this week in 3D, like I told you uh, on my VR headset. Thanos is believable, man. He's a whole mm-hmm. CGI character, and you think he's a real person the whole the whole time. He's the star of the film by a yeah. long shot. So I, I I think they have a good shot at winning this. So. Yeah, I don't really know who else is uh, – what else or who else is in that category, but uh, usually like a Star Wars movie's – a Star Wars movie wins Best Visual Effects, and I think Solo is in that category for Best Visual Effects, so – I mean, even if I I didn't like Solo, those visual effects are always solid. Lucas Mm -hmm. knows how to really uh, bring those visuals to the screen. So they'll have some competition in that category. Yeah, the other ones, I I have not seen Ready Player One yet, but I know it's a very Uh, graphical-focused movie. I mean, yeah, it is, but I I don't think it would win. Yeah. Um, The other thing is I don't think, just, just taking a quick peek here, no Star Wars film has won Best best uh visual effects oh really what what am i thinking they're winning then maybe uh, they just the, always get nominated the, the original ones did so oh, okay w- uh, four five and six but they've all been nominated but no one has won since return of the jedi so oh okay i got the list up here now it looks like it's infinity war christopher robin nope. first man first man ready player one and solo a star Wars story so i mean i didn't see first man um uh, Christopher Robin, I guess maybe for the the characters running around, but I mean, yeah, maybe Infinity War. It, you know, it is pretty. A, it's a heavy hitter in this category. Yeah, I mean, if if it wins, does it does it mean anything to me? No, um, <laughs> but it'd be. I mean, as you can see, kind of like there's been superhero movies every year. As you look back, I don't know if you had the list of all the old ones. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling through them. Yeah, and it, yeah, the Star Wars movie is always nominated every time it's up there. So yeah, so starting with Iron Man, uh, Iron Man two. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Academy Awards are coming up, and we've got some superhero movies. Uh, Rotten Tomato uh, did a user poll. Uh, this is not their score, but they sent a poll to like 30,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number one movie of 2018, based on these fans, was Infinity War at the end of the day. Ah, it was so satisfying. It was so good. Yeah, it is. So uh, even though, like I said, this is not Rotten Tomato score based, this is all based on like people who, who voted for it. And then. Um, that was that. There's a bunch of other movies. Uh, Into the Spider Verse was in there, I believe, and um, 
I want to say Black Panther, but not Ant-Man and the Wasp. No surprise for that. <laughs> the Razzies. You're familiar with the Razzie Awards, right? Yes. The, mm-hmm. the Raspberries. The Anti-Academy Awards, really. <laughs> um, no superhero movies were nominated for Razzie this year. So congratulations, superhero Congratulations, movies. industry. I saw Melissa McCarthy is uh, nominated for a Razzie and also nominated for an Oscar in the same year. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. Well, so uh, yeah. she she might win something this year. If you watch <laughs> Happy Time Murders, you'll know why she was nominated for a Razzie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was in there. And, and I think Gotti was on one of them. What was the movie? That, uh, Sherlock and Holmes. Or Sherlock Holmes. Oh, God. Or Holmes yeah, and Watson. That... Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you're interested in watching Razzies instead of uh, Academy Awards because you're a glutton for punishment, go right ahead. There you Check go. that out. Disney Plus, we, it looks like we have news for this every week, Mike. Like They are just mm-hmm. dropping this because they're working on it. Uh, no Marvel Studios originals will be released in 2019 as the current report. Ouch. Okay. Um, because they are writing them and producing them. And I, I mean, that that makes sense. Um, strategically, though, I hope they launch with something big. Is, is it going to be The Mandalorian? Is that going to be their big pitch? Is yeah, because it, it's filming. It's, I think it's it's way it's way like, through the middle of production already. So mm-hmm. it's going to be ready to roll. Um, probably some of their animated shows as well, uh, but also Marvel TV um, production produced shows could be on their launch as well. So mm-hmm. we could get new Warriors right out the gate. If you, oh yeah, that would be good. Um, so those are a little, a little quicker usually those smaller TV budget shows. Um, since we know that the other ones are probably going to be a larger, huge budget for the Marvel Studios originals. Mm-hmm. Um, some more, more information about the Loki. Loki will kind of be like Arrow with a split perspective between the past oh, and the future. Oh, I'm patting myself on the back. Yeah. I think I literally said that the other week. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I mean, that's kind of what people are saying. But, like, I don't know, since Loki's currently dead, like, what part of the world he's going to be in. Is he going to be back? Is it, this is before he dies? I don't know. So we're going to see where that goes. But they're going to be doing that. Uh, the Scarlet Witch is not a mutant in her show. Um but um, they may bring back Quicksilver uh, slash Aaron Taylor Johnson for backstory filling purposes. So, like, telling yeah. about what her life was like before she got powers. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense not to make her a mutant. I mean, when she her origin was revealed to us at, you know, kind of at the end of... Uh, um, what what movie did they show the very uh, where they showed the, the scepter coming back? I want to say it was Winter Soldier... Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's obviously that they, they're made from a uh, made from one of the Infinity Stones. So we don't need to ret- we don't need to retcon that and make her a mutant, you know. Yeah. So uh, the, I'm really curious how they'll end up introducing mutants. Uh, but yeah, Scarlet Witch. She doesn't need to be a mutant. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think anything going forward needs her to be a mutant either. So we're good. Uh, CinemaCon, uh, one of the biggest conventions for for film, like film slates and like showing up what we're what studios are bringing a lot of leaks happen at CinemaCon. um mm-hmm. sony pictures is skipping the expo this april actually um even though they have spider-man far from home and men in black international on their slate mm-hmm. which is sad um but the the people there were like yeah we understand like they have, probably have confidence in their movies for once um <laughs> and that, that's all right fox may also either skip CinemaCon or fold their presentation into disney's this year um which would be interesting to see whichever one they choose to go with. So, mm, yeah, <laughs> let's see if they uh, can they walk up on stage with a straight face and so off, show off a new uh, Dark Phoenix trailer. Like we're gonna care about it. <laughs> yeah, but they they've got to. They have to. Like they have to. Either no one's gonna care about it. But they still have to market it like they're going to. Otherwise, they won't make any money for sure. They can just fool just, the regular people in the going. Yeah, just walking through. They're just going through the motions. Uh, God bless them. Yeah. 
Uh, it's probably copy paste from their apocalypse advertising. That's <laughs> my my guess. So um, we're gonna see what the what the Fox lineup has for us. Um, all stuff in April. So I'm excited to see uh, sooner than later uh, what's going on. Morbius Living Vampire has cast actor Matt Smith, who was Doctor Who for several seasons, and he's in an undisclosed role in Star Wars Nine in a leading role for for this film. And they've also set a release date of August 31st, 2020 for... Oh, man. For I mean, movie. these movies are going forward. I guess there's nothing we can do about them making this villain uh, Spider-Man little universe. Uh, best case scenario, it's a really, really, really good movie. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully Jared Leto, who is an Academy Award winner, uh, hopefully he can really pull off a living vampire. And then hopefully they can really write write this weird uh, – I, I don't want to say write the ship because the ship is not sinking from Venom. But maybe a write the critical blimp or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the critics are flying in a blimp. Maybe they can return they that thing raise around. the bar higher for themselves. Yeah. Like and because I think they can still pivot off of off of Venom if they just kind of retool the the way that they want to play with uh, Tom Hardy. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe there is a life here for these characters. But if 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 Morbius isn't good, I I think my my opinion is going to sink mm-hmm. ever deeper into the abyss. <laughs> yeah, um, I I I think if Matt Smith is being cast in Star Wars Nine, and you know he's Doctor Who for all this, I think you know he wouldn't probably take something he was horribly against right out the gate um and and same with jared leto so maybe maybe there is a little hope in there that they're they're working on something good uh but in that regards venom 2 is rumored for an october 2nd 2020 release so they may be kicking this into production as of next next year or this year i mean uh correct me if i'm wrong but the the other the first venom movie hit october correct yeah they hit like like an october record or something like that yeah and they usually try to sync them up whenever their original releases are to the sequels um, so they're they're working towards that uh, as well. Um, like you said, uh, Venom made a lot of money, uh, mostly because of the weird Chinese marketing. At, at the very least, at least it gives us something to review in October. Because usually October comes along, we don't have anything the spoiler cast because it's just kind of a dead zone until November hits. So well, at least we got something going on there next year. Yeah, and like I said, if Venom didn't get nominated for Razzies, there's worst movies out there, man. Because <laughs> they usually they usually rip apart the worst of the worst. And lastly, whether you're a fan or not, Ghostbusters from Sony has a July 10th, 2020 release. Um, so <laughs> I, like, I do like how you say whether you care or not. <laughs> whether you're a fan or not, uh, Ghostbusters, the third slash um, whatever sequel, whatever it's going to be, uh, they're working on that. So that means that means production's going to be kicking up really soon. So, I mean, I, I expect to be hearing more about this sooner than later as they, they go into it. Maybe a teaser at Comic-Con? If so, no, is Sony going? I think Sony's going. So we may have a lot more come San Diego Comic-Con later this year. Yeah, for that. Uh Aquaman made a bunch of money, man. It is <laughs> blown the blown out of the water literally in Fantasy and Warner Brothers is of course starting to develop a sequel for the film. Uh-huh. Comes as no surprise really. This was the most biggest obvious news this week. Um mm. but I did not know that James Wan is the only director to helm two one billion dollar movies for separate studios. Ooh. Um, I think his other was Fast Seven. I believe mm, it was. Yeah, one of the fast movies. Yeah. So um, he is uh, obviously a box office treasure. Uh, whether <laughs> you love, I mean, again, I think I would put Fast and the Furious in on par with Aquaman. They're not great movies, but there is an audience for them. And you know, I didn't leave like, oh my god, I'm gonna rip my eyes out like I did with Justice League or Batman v Superman. 
So, you know, they're, they're, they're working towards, you know, I guess raising yeah. the bar slowly out of the yeah. water. I guess at least James Wan knows how to take a charismatic actor and let them be charismatic, you know, because mm-hmm. he's had, he's handled The Rock, he's he's handled uh, Jason Momoa, so uh, I'm glad he can do that. Um, also, a, a little tagging on to this Aquaman news a little bit, I saw that uh, Patty Jenkins is out there, and she's been talking a little bit about Wonder Woman 3, and she's also said that she hopes a Justice League movie isn't coming anytime soon. So uh, I guess even Patty Jenkins doesn't really want to revive that team up anytime soon. So, you know, maybe this is really giving Warner Brothers a lot of time to kind of figure out where they want to go, what they want to do before they kind of bring all these characters back together. So, yeah, let's get an Aquaman 2. That's really awesome, really cool. Let's do something like really creative, you know, maybe outside of Atlantis, uh, something outside of just the normal regal kind of like King Ascends the Throne story. And uh, we're going to get an awesome kind of weird uh, retro Wonder Woman movie that I think going to be really fun and really cool and eh, let's see what happens with shazam too yeah a lot of people are turning on shazam and that's how i felt when the i saw the first trailer so you guys can suck it um i'm actually really concerned about that movie because we don't have a trailer two yet by the way um, super bowl buddy it'll be super bowl man yeah but you're literally launching in between captain marvel infinity war and hellboy and you only have one trailer that's over what eight months old now like <laughs> what is wrong with your marketing team like you gotta like get people hyped for this movie and there's no hype whatsoever you're gonna get drowned in captain marvel and in-game stuff hands down so uh i need to see more of this anyway aquaman sequel in the works of course i like to see the standalone movies so i'm good with that titans apparently mike says we have to watch it he said this every yes. week for like three months though, <laughs> the, so the people have spoken they are adding me they are literally adding me telling me we need to dive into the show and trust me we are not avoiding it just because it's like warner brothers or dc uh it's a little it's it takes a little bit more effort to watch it because it's on a streaming app and you know you know i have no problem i guess like signing up for it because it's like pretty cheap i'm just trying to figure out when to pull the trigger and we got to coordinate too because we might not necessarily both sign up for the app chris has other means to get uh to get shows maybe he'll take that route i've seen one episode mike hasn't so i'll put that out there But we both really want to watch this show, so um, we definitely should jump into it soon, Chris. I'm, I'm making it public on, on this now. I want to watch this. I keep seeing little articles out there about, like, you know, people's take on Batman showing up in the last episode. Uh, there's, like, image galleries out there where you can get a closer look at his costume, and I've been avoiding clicking on all of these links. So, um, and also, uh, Doom Patrol is coming out soon too. So we're going to need to, we're going to need to jump on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike says he's going to watch Young Justice. I don't believe him. I think he's all talk. So (laughs) whenever he watches that, I guess you'll have to wait until that second half of that season's wrapped up right before you, you sign up for the. The subscription so well we'll see like there's there's other means for creative and um sparky people to find uh to find ways to watch shows so we'll figure out something okay well yes i'm not avoiding it but the season two is supposedly going to be introducing deathstroke's children jericho and ravager um i'm pretty sure they were big i know in the comic books ravager was a, a teen titan at one point but i don't know if these people are in um the 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 young justice or any other I had I had no idea Deathstroke in the canon at some point had children that's kind of cool because I would imagine they're going to be psychopathic did did he not have wasn't Jericho in Arrow I thought he had a kid in Arrow 
Oh, geez. I, I, I honestly yeah. don't know. Uh, Arrow's been a show that I've kind of uh, left to the wayside. There's a chance it could be in there, but uh, it would have to have maybe have been to, been like a a storyline that would have had to happen before he was either introduced to have a kid old enough to he, like for Arrow to punch in the face. He I was in Elseworlds. You watched Elseworlds? Jericho is in Elseworlds? Yep. What am I watching? Okay, well, if he came from another universe, that would that would make sense. But he's also he's in season six and seven, and one of those was Elseworlds. So, oh uh, well, I have yeah, those would be more recent seasons that I haven't seen. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just I just thought he was in there because I thought through the um, through the uh, some recaps and stuff I've seen online. So um, yeah, so um, we'll see where those stories go um, and and see what that that pulls up. I don't know much about them, but. Like I said, I'm not opposed to watching uh, Titans, so I'm excited to see that. This picture makes me a little uneasy, Mike. I'm going to tell you right <laughs> now because I just I don't know how I feel. Supergirl, uh, we get our first look at John Cryer, uh, known for his uh, John Hughes movies in the 80s and also as Two and a Half Men, as Lex Luthor in the upcoming Supergirl. And he looks, he looks like he's in a max security cell, like all Lex Luthers we always see. He looks like he's he's not happy. He like he's not. He's planning to get out. He has a plan in his eye, but man, does John Cryer not look good with a shaved head? I yeah, I like. It, I think it's funny because Lex Luthor, um, it famously in one of the Superman movies, was all about real estate, real estate, real estate, and uh, he's got a lot of real estate on top of his head. Yeah, that's for sure. There's just a lot of flesh going on up there. I'm not trying to shame the man. It's just like some people can and can't pull off bald heads. There's nothing against them. Uh, but yeah, there's just, there's a whole lot to see up there. Maybe it's also the angle that he's at. He's kind of like, he's not necessarily looking down, but he, he kind of like, he has his head pitched a little bit and he's kind of like looking up to see the camera. So maybe it's just the angle that he's at and it doesn't look like it's a completely clean razor shaved head. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like it could just be a very, very close to the skin, like buzz cut, which maybe would be the best for a John Cryer. So we're going to, I think we might have to wait until we see wanna, something beyond this. I want to see it in action because this is obviously a, a photoshopped CGI created door. Like this is not mm-hmm. a still frame from the show. Like this is they they got him in front of a green screen maybe and took a photo of him. So um, I'd like to see it in action, but this photo is not selling me on John <laughs> in this role at all. But uh, apparently, people are very excited to see Lex Luthor show up in Supergirl. So um, if that's your thing, he, he's coming around the corner. Detective Pikachu isn't even out yet, but Legendary is already working on a sequel. Wow. Uh, to be written by Oren Uziel, who wrote 22 Jump Street. Um, oh, I'm down for that. I love those Jump Street movies. They're hilarious. So um, what do you need in a Ryan Reynolds voice Pikachu movie where he's a detective? Humor. So I agree with that. <laughs> you got you to gotta take that levity up a notch. So if I'm excited for like this these pokey verse of movies. I hope they really uh, really hit the ground running because we might finally get like a, a solid video game franchise that turns into a movie franchise. Yeah, I agree. That would be that would be the one that, that breaks the mold, wouldn't it? So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm hoping as well. So if anyone's excited for Detective Pikachu, know that Legendary has full faith in it. They're already making a sequel, or at least while they have the rights to do it, they're like, let's hurry up and mm-hmm. crank out a bunch of these. And lastly, the last two things we're going to talk about at the end of the episode, Mike, are two indie comic book TV series coming to streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is one called The Boys. Are you familiar with The Boys before you saw this one? 
Uh, I'm only familiar with it because we've been talking about it on the show for about the last year. So however you filled me into it. I know it's kind of like this uh, this indie comic. I don't really know the publisher, but I know Seth Rogen is developing this comic. And he has been quoted saying, because I follow him on Twitter, that this is his favorite comic book of all time. So I, that, that's got to be that's got to mean something from a guy like him. Yeah, so it's produced by Seth uh, um, Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg. They, they do Preacher together. So if yeah, you like Preacher, Preacher, which Preacher's been getting great reviews and everyone likes it, uh, this is you know their, their second project. And the boys, uh, as I put in here, uh, it's a world where superheroes embrace the darker side of their celebrity and fame. Kind of reminds me of Powers a little bit in that regard. And the boys are these vigilantes uh, who take down corrupt superheroes. Um, so uh, there's a, this teaser is really... A lot of just action shots and no mm-hmm. story elements. Um, I know Carl Urban's in here, and there's oh, like, we love Carl Urban. <laughs> we do, and um, there's just a lot of action shots. So I think they're going to really take the act. Like Amazon is investing in some of the action shots to make it feel, you know, kind yeah. of like a violent world where superpowers and th- exist. There is a fan base out there for sure for Carl Urban because when I saw this uh, trailer earlier, I uh, I tweeted. Uh, you know, saying like, oh, I'll follow Carl Urban's to the end of the earth or something like that. And I just started getting random people that are basically just searching Carl Urban's name on Twitter because that's the only way they're going to be uh, finding my tweet. And they're just liking it and also agreeing with it. So there's a thirst out there for more Urban. And I'm glad that uh, he's in this show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure also in that regard, this um, this series is wrapped up. Um, it's a limited series or whatever. Um, so you can actually pick it up and read it beforehand. Um, yeah. But the, the the first episode is directed by uh, Dan Trachtenberg, who directed um, a Black Mirror episode somewhat recently, and also very well known for Ten Cloverfield Lane. So they yeah. got someone talented for the pilot for sure. Yes. Uh, what's also what I also want to put out is this is written and are created and written by Garth Ennis, who did Preacher, and his goal of the series was to out Preacher, Preacher. <laughs> so um, actually, so that. Um, if you like Preacher, you're going to love this. And if you're not into that kind of violent, extreme violence and kind of sexuality that are like the, the hallmarks of his series, like you're probably not going to like it. But so you're probably not going to watch it with your kids, but it looks like it's going to be, uh, for a lack of a better word, Mike, and I hate this phrase, you know this, dark and gritty. Show. <laughs> um, that one, however, I'm not as excited about uh, for that, but I am excited more about the Umbrella Academy which is mm-hmm. the Netflix series coming out here uh, with also star power uh, Ellen Page in it. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a Dark Horse comic we talked about at the start of the show, or before the show. Gerard Way, the singer of My Chemical Romance, wrote this book back in 2007 uh, mm-hmm. while he was still singing for My Chemical Romance. And then um, in the trailer, they used one of the one of their newer songs, I think. Yeah, and uh, I haven't read this uh, comic book myself, but I do have faith in Gerard Way because uh, surprisingly, before he even got into the the music industry professionally and made it his career, he was an animator that literally worked at Cartoon Network. So it's not like he's shy or totally unfamiliar with kind of like anim- animation or comic books or storytelling. So this isn't just like a case of like some privileged um, like musician who's just throwing his like clout and talent around to get like 
you know, get like a comic book deal. It seems like he has a really a passion for that. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I like I you know, like I said, I haven't read the comic book, but I was watching the trailer. And what's the one thing I said that you heard me say while I watched the trailer just before the show started? Oh, I don't remember. It, oh, I said, ooh, a monkey. <laughs> oh, yeah, ooh, a talking monkey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, and it looked really good. That was like, oh, man, that's like Planet of the Apes rendering right there. So it looks like Netflix is also throwing a decent amount of money at this. So this is competition in the free market at its finest. You got two streaming services battling against each other uh, with an indie comic book streaming series. Yeah, and, and like you said, also at the top of the show, um, you know, we have um, Umbrella, not Umbrella Academy, Deadly Class on Sci-Fi. Yeah, uh, done by the Russo brothers, and also you know other things is you know um, Jarway. He's been writing. He wrote Doom Patrol uh, for. He's writing Doom Patrol for DC right now. Like he's been writing comic books since '94. So, like, he is not, like, like you said, he's not using his uh, clout as a singer and popular person to do things. He's been doing it forever. So, um, you can check those out. Uh, he wrote one of them, I'm pretty sure, Edge of Spider-Geddon and created his, I think his character is, um, what's her name? Penny Parker. I want to say he created Penny Parker, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, either way. Uh, for the Umbrella Academy, this is also a finite book. There's six issues, Mike. I don't know if you knew that or not. Like, this is not an ongoing comic book series. Yeah, I could burn through that really quickly if I wanted to read it. The story that they seem to be hinting at uh, in this trailer looks like it's really interesting. And it seems it has a very, like, specific kind of, like, uh, kind of a... Uh, edge and like uh sharpness that they're kind of bringing in with like the dialogue and there was a specific shot that kind of reminded me um a little bit of uh, wes anderson where they kind of pull out and they kind of show this mansion without like its front wall and you could see all the different rooms Mm -hmm. so it seemed like there's actually going to be some creative like uh filmmaking uh in this series too which is neat yeah because uh the 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 umbrella academy were heroes when they were like 10 years old they were like these kids who were born out of nowhere, uh, like they were born the same day that their mothers got pregnant, which is weird. So, mm-hmm. like this guy called the Monocle takes them in, um, and they all have they each have their own type of power, and um, they're like they were solving crimes and, and saving the world when they were like ten. One of them goes the the kid who went to the future went disappear like he disappeared, and that's what broke him up. So we're catching up with them after they broke up and are coming back together. So. Um, I'm interested to see these seven siblings come all together and see what's going on. Yeah. Um, now, 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 Chris, would you allow me to just rant for a brief moment? Um, I don't think I'm going to have a choice, so <laughs> I just wanted to. I just wanted to get at this thing about streaming services that's just been kind of been bugging me lately because I always see the same line of logic in like every thread or, or comment on any article I ever see on the internet. You know, some sort of new streaming service like introduces like some sort of new pricing tier, or they introduce some some sort of new show, uh, new slate of shows, and everybody just is like, oh my god, there's so many streaming services, I can't keep up with it. You know, eventually somebody thinks they're they're really smart and they're like, oh, eventually someone's gonna find a way to bundle them all together and sell it to you at one price, and it's just going to be like cable all over again. And I just want to like smack these people around because it's like, no, it's not going to be like cable again. Because the single worst thing about cable television or broadcast television that everyone just seems to forget is the commercials. Like, I don't care what they do. They can package Netflix with Hulu under one price. They could do whatever they want to do. I mean, they're kind of already doing that. You can add, you can tack HBO onto your Hulu account or tack it onto your Amazon Prime account. I don't care how they want to do it. I don't care how they want to bill it. I will pay 
whatever service I need to, as long as I don't need to see commercials anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the whole point of these streaming services. So I hope it never turns in the cable and they start tacking on commercials. I just always want the option to pay an extra like two or three bucks a month so I never have to see a commercial do, again. Do you, I only want to see them during the Super Bowl. <laughs> do you pay for the Hulu commercial free? Yes, of course. I want to log uh, in. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> did you know? Well, they actually. Well, they, uh, were you going to say that they lowered the price of the commercial tier? Well, yeah, Netflix went up in price two dollars, and Hulu mm-hmm. went down like three. So I was like, "That's interesting," but the the commercial free price stayed the same. Um, yeah. So the- yeah, we we've been. I was begging them for a commercial free option, and then the second they came out with it, we we got on it to support that whole narrative. Yeah, commercials just ruin totally ruin the flow of anything that I watch. Like, I I I can't imagine somebody enjoying a commercial break. Like, there's even like a lot of TiVos out there now that'll like automatically strip out commercials. Nobody wants commercials. Uh, you know, everybody just is advertising you now on social media and your Twitter and Facebook feed so you don't even need them on your television show anymore. So that's the end of my rant. I don't care how anybody wants to sell me streaming services. As long as they never package a commercial in, I will be a happy camper. Okay. So there you go. There you go. That's my rant. That's my streaming services. My broccoli hasn't been steamed in a while so yeah, wow. it's, it's, been a, it's been a pretty good been a pretty good time if it's been a while since a rant. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since a rant. Um, before we wrap up the show, speaking of hot minutes before we, since we've done things, if people want to go back and listen to our old episodes, they are all transferred over this week, Mike. Did it by hand, got it done. Yes. Uh, Chris, good for you. Slaving over our database here to make sure we can move over to our new, uh, our new ad, our new podcast server, Podbean, because it's giving us more flexibility. It's letting us uh, serve our show on Spotify, which if Mm. anybody out there is listening on Spotify, I'd love to hear, um, everything's going well over there <laughs> yeah spotify i mean not just that i mean it's it's opened up a whole new you know, wealth of options to us going forward as well um which i'm very excited for but i mean i was able to go back and clean up episodes we haven't touched in like three years like our first year mm-hmm. of shows because no one's going back unless we're a new show obviously you don't want to hear three years old news because obviously we are wrong a lot of the time. Some, sometimes it can be kind of fun, though. I mean, I can't specifically say it for our show, but uh, every once in a while I'll dive into like a, a, a Let's Play uh, for somebody on YouTube. You know, maybe they're playing a long series and it's a really long chain of videos. And, I, you know, I kind of treat it like a podcast myself when I'm when I'm working at the office. So I'm, wa- I'm watching a, a Dark Souls Let's Play run that was from like 2016. So I'm hearing these guys that are playing it talk about these like 2016 memes and references and stuff. So it's 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 kind of fun listening to like it's like a little time capsule of what was just like two or three years ago, you know. Yeah, exactly. But the point of that is, if anyone goes back and listens to our old episodes, I encourage you to tell me if they're broken or we need to fix anything because I updated all the images. I made sure everything was you know kosher across all our platforms and all our databases. So if you find something that's broken or needs an update, you let me know immediately, and I will fix it because I'm tired of looking at those things, Mike. I don't <laughs> not want to go back one more time, but. Yes. Anyway, that's our show for the week. People want to know what you're up to, see what you're doing this week, see about all these Carl Urban fan clubs you're joining. <laughs> Where can they find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, see what you're up to, see if you're drowning in your pops, uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Valdan87 or head over to Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can also uh, check me out at Comic UI or just message me on here, whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm 
people are going to mess with me anyway, Mike. They're going to find me. That's what I'm finding out this <laughs> week. Um, but if people want to know more about our show or to find those old episodes that we just updated, where can they find us at and listen to us? As always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is your resource for everything that is our show. And you can also get awesome upcoming releases. So it's a brand new year. Like we said, Disney's got a lot of stuff coming out this year. Uh, Every studio's got a lot of comic book uh, things uh, hitting uh, the calendar. And we got a nice little upcoming releases page. It's all just plain text. You don't got to wait for a bunch of obnoxious images to load. There's no ads. So if you ever just want a nice resource of when are my superhero movies coming out this year, just head on over to our upcoming releases page. Pages. I actually use it. It's really helpful. Even when we're chatting on the show, I usually have it pulled up so I can figure out when these movies are coming out. So you can get our awesome show notes there too. So we talked about some trailers today. If you want to see that really weird picture of John Cryer's uh, scalp real estate, you can get that in our show notes. And uh, you can also uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Um, we love hearing from you. I saw some ads on Twitter this weekend, so we love hearing your opinions and what you want us to listen to. So uh, the I love the mounting pressure forcing me to watch Titans because it just it's kicking my butt into gear and it's just uh, uh, getting me to where I need to go. So we love hearing from you. Thanks for reaching out. Um, wherever you want to comment or drop us a line. Uh, we love reviews on iTunes too. That's really good. So the more reviews that we have there uh, helps us crawl those really weird SEO rankings on iTunes, which I don't understand because it's nothing like Google. All I know is you got to review it for mm-hmm. us to get in front of more eyeballs there. That's for sure. Uh, and if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, all you got to do is share the show with a friend and share the show with a buddy and you will be a Superhero Slate super fan and we will be here every week, Chris. Every week. Especially next week, where probably twice because oh, that's yeah, the one. It's the one time a year we record two regular episodes a week. Yeah. Uh, the rest are probably um, reviews, and we have. Do uh, we have any reviews coming up? Um, I was I was a, I was about to say um, I know technically it's not a superhero film per se, but we have every plan and intention to go see the new Lego movie. So if if you're gonna go see that, maybe we should spoiler cast that coming up. All right, well we'll take a look and see what's on my upcoming calendar and go from there. So um, I guess we'll catch everybody next week. All right. Adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Guess what I'm drinking? Just water.